Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, and I'm accompanied once again by my co-worker, Jacob Schrader. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to dive into some quarterbacks today. Yeah, you know what? It was so much fun last week when we talked about wide receivers and everything. It's just a great segue to go into their, you know, throwing partners, quarterbacks. So let's start. I know we were talking about last week and I said how you know, just drafting Patrick Mahomes when his first full year as a starter for me a few years back, I got him in like the 15th round. And that pretty much won me my, or at least the league in the regular season. So quarterbacks can definitely make or break you. And mm-hmm. I thought a good way to start this was, you know, right off the bat, Jacob, who are you looking at? Who are the top five quarterbacks you have ranked right now? Yeah, so so full disclosure, the reason why I like football and, and the reason why I got into fantasy football, we talked about it last time, but I take Matthew Stafford every single year regardless. So I'm not in the quarterback game, um, but obviously I watch a ton of football, so I do have an understanding of, of who's going to be good. But for me, my eye is once again, always on Matthew Stafford. Hopefully this year, no one in my league decides to take him in the first round because uh, that has happened before. And, you know, it's funny, even the year that that happened, I basically, you know, it was, it was a year that Leonard Fournette was really high on people's draft boards. And I just traded him uh, for Leonard Fournette straight up. Uh, and Fournette was kind of a bust that year. So I basically got an extra first round pick out of that year. Um, so, you know, as for fantasy quarterbacks, I think Josh Allen's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert's going to be good. Patrick Mahomes is going to be good. I really like Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, he could end up being the top out of all of them because, you know, he, he's that guy who will run for 50 yards regardless, but then he can still put up 350 plus passing yards. You know, he's just, just explosive. You know, I know they basically tanked in the second half of the season last year, but if they don't do that, if, you know, JJ Watt stays healthy and they keep their momentum going, Kyler Murray could just put up crazy numbers. Yeah. So the only thing is I'm glad you brought up Kyler Murray because that kind of goes to my point. Full disclosure for me, I don't like drafting quarterbacks that are run first. So even though people are always high on Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, if you look at some of the other guys like Jalen Hurts, even Justin Fields, I just don't like quarterbacks that are run first. Josh Mm -hmm. Allen's a bit of an exception because he's not a run first quarterback. He's a throw first, but the guy can run. So for me with Kyler Murray, and we saw a glimpse of it last season where he missed quite a few games with an injury. I just, if I'm in a league where I have to draft a quarterback and I'm kind of with them the whole season, I'm not drafting a run first quarterback because I do think Kyler Murray can get injured. I think Lamar Jackson can get injured again. Now, if you play like a daily fantasy league where it's just based on who you draft for the weekend, then totally. If you, you know, you get more points with the running game and everything. So I totally understand that. But for me, yes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert are definitely your one, two. Now, another quarterback, I, you know, we talked about this last week, and I'm usually not high on him, but I actually think Russell Wilson can somehow have a quiet, like a sleeper type year where he comes out as for sure a top maybe seven fantasy quarterback. What do you think? Yeah, we, we did talk about this a little bit last week. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, he's a really, really good player. I basically said, I don't, I never really look at him as a big fantasy guy. It's right. just not, you know, maybe it's, it's the stigma that he's undersized and that alludes to he's going to run the ball more. He's not really a runner, right? He's an right. athlete where he gets yeah. out of the pocket and makes big time throws. But, you know, Russell Wilson has a cannon. In 2019, Russell Wilson, you know, in 2019, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just looking at stats now. You know, 2018, 35 touchdowns, seven picks. 2019, 31 touchdowns, five picks. 2020, 40 touchdowns, 13 picks. I mean, that's, that's like unbelievable. Um, He, you know, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and it's probably my mistake for not thinking of him as a big fantasy target. I mean, but just his stats, his stats are kind of unbelievable. So, you know, I kind of agree with you. I think a lot of people have my same consensus about Russell Wilson. They're kind of unsure. They may not think of him in the exact correct way. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm incredibly excited about uh, Denver's wide receivers. I think Jerry Judy is not that good. Uh, I know they have some big guys on the outside as well. Um, they do have a really good running game. So I agree. I think Russell Wilson could have a big year. Yeah, he's one of my guys. You know, same thing. I had him as my quarterback, I want to say four or five years ago. Maybe it was four years ago. And I ended up, like, dropping him midseason 
because he just wasn't, it was just, he wasn't consistent enough. He wasn't getting the big numbers. Like he put up in my PPR league, 15, 16 points, which is okay, but it wasn't like, it, it was losing me my league. So, but for me this season, I really think he could kind of have a Matt Stafford like emergence in Denver. He does have good receivers. You know, maybe they're not, they're not the DK Metcalf he had of the DK of two years ago. He DK had a really bad off season last year, but I really think that between Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, as you mentioned, that he can have some decent numbers and he'll get touchdowns. He will. And he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. That's one thing I like about Russell Wilson is he doesn't make interceptions, but it's interesting. I know you're a Matt Stafford guy and everything. Are you still on like, you do you think he repeats a season from last year? Is he better? Is he made, does he maybe take a step back? What's your consensus? Yeah, I think, I think he's going to have a good year. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, Cooper cup is great. We just got a new guy, uh, Allen Robinson, you know, the, the sneaky thing is that we're solid everywhere on the offensive side of the ball, right? We have that uh, a running back, you know, Cam Akers is incredible. He's basically like Theo Riddick used to be. I mean, he's, he's actually more similar to DeAndre Swift because he's just fast, right? He's fast and he runs with his shoulder down, right? He is nasty. Uh, and then we have the receivers and we have a great tight end. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm having a tough time with names today, but our tight end is really, 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 really athletic. Yeah, Tyler Higbee is really, really athletic. I mean, Stafford's going to have another year in the system. You know, the the, the real question is, is how is the line going to, going to stay up? Um, because their line, it was good last year, actually. But, you know, obviously Andrew Whitworth retired. I think Note Boom is going to do a good job because he did a good job in the Super Bowl. I can see Stafford going for 5,000 yards, 45 touchdowns. You know, the, the picks are, the picks have always been there with Stafford, right? It's just, it's just part of his mentality. He gets a little too confident. Um I don't think he's going to throw 17 picks. I mean, that was a lot. And, oh, my gosh, that Tennessee game was horrible. Um, do you remember that? The spinning? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was fucking tough. I mean, I, I heard about that for a week. That was like a Sunday night game, I remember, too. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. That, and, and that was like that was like their third consecutive loss in November. Or maybe that started their losing streak. But they basically lost to them. They lost to the Packers. They got blown out by the 49ers. Um Actually, the 49ers game was first. I think this was after the 49ers. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, they, they didn't bounce back against the pack. Um, I love Stafford. What I want to hear more about is, is you mentioned Tim Patrick and one more player on the Broncos. Are, are those solid receivers? Because I don't know too much about them. So Cortland Sutton, a few years back, I remember he just came out of nowhere and had a pretty good second half of the season. Now, we talked last week. I didn't really draft any Denver receivers last year because I draft receivers a lot of times based on their quarterback. And in my, in my fantasy league where, you know, we drafted every week based on our salary for uh, daily fantasy, I just never drafted a Denver receiver because with either with Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, I just wasn't on them. Now with Russell Wilson, I'm very interested in all three guys, maybe not so much Tim Patrick, because I think maybe he'll get the least targets, uh, between the three of them, but with Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, I'm pretty high on, I really think that Russell Wilson will have, and I'm talking myself into it. Cause when Wilson did get traded to the Broncos, I wasn't high in it. I'm like, ah, eh. I mean, it's Russell Wilson. He's kind of on the downturn of his career, but he's really adjusted himself in the past few seasons. Like mm-hmm. you said, people think he's a running quarterback. He's not, he's a great scrambler. He can scramble in the pocket. He can run when he needs to, but he very few times you see plays design where he's going to just run. Yeah. So I think at this stage in his career, he's probably one of the smartest guys in the NFL. I will say that too. I think he knows he's not going to risk an injury. He's not going to be sliding head first or, you know, oh, going yeah. the extra yardage. So yeah, I, I, that's how I feel about Russell Wilson. But now that we are talking about quarterbacks that have changed teams, you know, he's, He's not in his prime at all. He's probably well past it, but he's one of my dark horse sleepers to win an MVP potentially. And that's Matt Ryan with Indy. Do you see him at all on any of your fantasy lists? So I don't see him winning an MVP. Uh, I think, you know, maybe comeback player of the year. Right. Yeah. More his suit. That's fair. You know, we we mentioned this last time. I, I like the Colts. I think the Colts will be really good. 
But I could see Matt Ryan having a season where he throws for 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions, right? Where they play safe football. They use the fact that they have the best running back in the NFL. They take some deep shots. Um, But, you know, Matt Ryan can play smart football. He can play organized football. He can manage a game. I think that's the role he takes. I think they basically slide him into the, the system they had uh, Wentz in, and they basically say, okay, your job is not to be, uh, you know, your job is not to lose games like Wentz would do. Your job is to make the big plays, you know, you can do when we need it, but to, you know, not turn the ball over. You know, you're not going to be down 30 points like every game you were in Atlanta. You're going to be up by three because we have one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's a few years back, he was just like on fire on fantasy because, you know, he had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley when they were a Super Bowl contending team, I remember he was just putting up numbers and numbers, but I do think that he is fantasy wise at the stage in his career where he's not a top, even I would say 15 quarterback that you can rely on from week to week. Maybe I'm stretching it a bit, but I honestly, like you said, I think he's more of the game manager at this point, but I still have him as a dark horse to win an MVP just because Mm -hmm. I still think he can put up the yardage yeah, I think when it comes to touchdowns, they're just going to pound the ball with Taylor when it comes in. I think Ryan's going to play a little bit more conservatively. And that's kind of how Indy's receivers are. I mean, Michael Pittman, we talked about him last week. The guy can get targets, but I think how Indy wants to run their offense is a bit more, like you said, on the conservative side. Another guy, which is Indy's former quarterback that I'm not high on at all, is Carson Wentz, though. I mean, I'm staying away from him. In all categories. What about yeah, you? Cool. So I don't even know what team he's going to be on. Oh, the Commanders. Okay, that's that's what I thought. That's what. I thought. Yeah. Um. So I know the the I know Terry McLaughlin is good, um. But I don't see too much else going on with the Commanders. Right. Um. You know how how is their division? You know the division's not crazy, right? They're going to play against the Giants, who you know the, the defense is not unbelievable. Philly's defense is probably okay. Um. But I, I don't see anything crazy from Carson Wentz. I mean, I, I don't know. He's had such a weird career, right, where he was yeah. so good that year in Philly, and then Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl. And it almost just raised more questions about him. And then those questions were not answered with how he ended the season in, in Indy. I've always been a big fan of Carson Wentz just as an individual. I, you know, I, love, I love the beard. I, I just love – you know, he, he, he smiles all the time. Um, I want to root for him. I really do, but I'm not taking a risk on him in fantasy any, anytime soon. No, to me, he's not even like in a top 20 category range. Like I I don't, I just think that I think that was a terrible move by the Washington commanders to trade for him. And I mean, if you do look at his numbers last year, he didn't have a bad year, but I watched a lot of indie games and everything. And I watch a lot of, I just watch every game. I have the ticket on every Sunday. But they would focus on Indy a lot, and they did play a lot of primetime games. And I don't know. He just seemed like when he had to make the big play, he faltered. And he would do something stupid, fumble. He would throw interceptions. He would just make – a like, he would overthrow the guy. Like, it just – he doesn't look like he's at the point in his career. Like, this is going to be his last stop. If he can't have a good season with the commanders, he's not a starting quarterback next year in the NFL. I don't care how much he's getting paid. Yeah. But then from a fantasy point, too – there's nothing about this guy that I like fantasy. I just don't think he's going to put up the numbers touchdown wise. I think Washington's going to run the ball more behind Antonio Gibson and whoever else they have that's healthy. And I think in, you know, we talked even last week about wide receivers and I don't, I'm not high on Terry McLaurin this season because as good as he is, I think he's just going to be double teamed a lot. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to struggle to get him the ball. McLaurin's going to get his targets because he's the number one receiver. But as we saw with Michael Pittman last year, a lot of those targets are going to be underthrown, overthrown. So Wentz is definitely someone I'm just staying away from. But why don't we remain in the NFC since we are talking about that? And I mentioned both this week and last week that Jalen Hurts is just not a guy I'm high on. Now, I say that from both a fantasy perspective and a regular season quarterback perspective. So what do you think, Jacob? So I'm looking at um, fantasy pros rankings and they have Jalen Hurts as the fifth or the sixth best quarterback, Wow. which, uh, you know, I, I think basically a ton of it is the fact that he runs the ball pretty right. consistently for 70 or so yards per game. Right. It's also the thing where, 
and year three quarterbacks tend to make, you know, kind of a crazy jump. I'm trying to find, you know, rushing stats on him. Um, let's see if we can get it. So rushing. So he ran for, he ran for 784 yards last year, right. In 15 games. So, you know, that looks to be about 900 in uh, 17 games if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not bad, right? What's that? That's an average of about 50 yards per game. That's five points on top of whatever he's putting up. You know, he probably averages a touchdown and a half per game. Um, you know, I think in this year, if he turns the ball over less, he could be good. What I do see him as, as rel- is, is relatively consistent. I also don't see him as crazy injury prone, although I might be wrong. I, I see him as a really mature quarterback. Uh, you know, he runs that offense. He basically runs a completely unique offense in Philadelphia, right? You know, the Titans run something similar, but Philadelphia is, 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 you know, you're expecting them to run the ball. You're not, you, you know, when, you know, it's because Derrick Henry, you're expecting the Titans to run the ball, but Philadelphia has really created a system that plays to his strengths. They have a good defense. They're going to get turnovers. I could see Jalen Hurts as, as a really viable and, you know, it, it, given his ranking, he's, he's alluded to be much more than viable. I'm not you know, going to be that guy who takes a chance on him. I wouldn't be that guy who takes a chance on him if I didn't have Stafford every year, but I, I'm not going to be surprised if he is, is a good solid quarterback this year. And because he runs the ball a lot, he's going to put up some points. Yeah. I'm with you in the sense that I'm not going to be the one that takes the chance on him. Like, you, you know, in my leagues that we do draft for the season, you know, if I'm looking at the same rankings as you on fantasy pros, like Joe Burrow's right behind Jalen Hurts at number seven. Like I'm definitely drafting Burrow over Hurts. Like there, there's no comparison for me. Mm-hmm. Same thing, even like you know Russell Wilson down at number ten. I just we just talked about Russell Wilson. I'm still taking Russell Wilson over Hurts. Heck, I'm taking Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. over Hurts. I'm taking Tom Brady. I'm taking Dak Prescott. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like I think. I think six is too high of a ranking. I mean, I don't agree with fantasy pros on this. I just, I, uh, yes, they're trusting it just on his legs alone, but we've seen in years past, you know, defenses figure out running quarterbacks and yes, I get it. They just got AJ Brown. They have Deonta Smith. Like they do have a good receiving core with a lot of potential, but I just, I don't know. I I don't trust Jalen hurts and Philly does have a great running game behind Miles Sanders. And it seems like they just find a running back every week to come out, whether it's like Boston Scott or just whoever they could pick up. But I'm just, I'm not following the, I don't see the Jalen Hurts hype for me, at least fantasy wise. It just, it doesn't translate for me. Kyler Murray, I can understand being number five because, you know, when he's healthy, the guy puts up numbers. Like I'm not disputing that at all. He's kind of in a league of his own in terms of athleticism. Yeah, and same thing with Lamar Jackson. Now, it's going to be interesting, Lamar, coming back from injuries because we've seen in the past these running quarterbacks that do get injured and then they're just not the same afterwards. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if they just are are nervous about getting hurt again, if they just physically, their body's just worn down from putting in all those yards. But like I said, when I look at this list that Fantasy Pros has, your top four quarterbacks, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson – I can't disagree with the top three, but I would still take Joe Burrow over Jackson, Murray, and Hertz. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I would put uh, I would put Tom Brady in that top tier. Mm-hmm. I would also, you know, I really like Dak Prescott as a fantasy quarterback. Really interesting. Dallas basically, you know, when they play a team that they beat, they beat them. You know, they put up so many games last year with forty five plus points. I mean, I don't think the Rams put up a single game. You know, I think their highest score was 38 points. And that was, uh, I think it was against the Giants, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Oh, but, uh, we got you know, blown the, out just about every week. So <laughs> but when, 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 the, when Dallas had, the, you know, had a lead, they kept scoring like crazy. I really like Dak Prescott. I remember when I was in college, we were arguing, and I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I know you don't think so. I know you think it was a one-year fluke when he took over for Romo, but Dak Prescott throws a pretty ball. He's really, really composed. He hits people in stride. He doesn't need a crazy arm, and you don't even want a crazy arm when you're just throwing, you know, pretty passes down the seam or over the middle, right? You know, he, he just throws the ball well. Uh, he's got a great offense. I, I love Dak, Dak Prescott as a fantasy quarterback. So, you know, obviously my bias aside, because I am a New York Giants fan, but yes, 
I've always had respect for for Dak Prescott back when he played at Mississippi, you know, in college and everything. I just think he's a class act. I think he's a very good leader. I just don't think he's good enough to lead a team to the Super Bowl. Now, now, now that's totally different than fantasy, though. Fantasy, yeah. I will have to agree with you. I think he's a solid top 10 quarterback from week to week. Uh, he's going to get the touchdowns. I think C.D. Lamb is going to have a remarkable year. We talked last week. Oh, yeah. About him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lamb, especially with Amari Cooper gone, like he's just going to increase his targets. And he's a guy that can get open. Like I'm not worried about him being double double covered. He's he, on the guy's going to get open. He 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 has the level of athleticism that Odell Beckham had. Like he catches balls and he spins. He basically spins and then he lands on his feet perfectly. And he catches the ball so cleanly. I, I love C.D. Lamb. Uh, you know, just watching him, he has a ton of swag, right? He raises earrings and, and all that. Um, but as a player, he, he is a good one. I, uh, if I get the chance to draft CD Lamb, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I'm like you, I think Dak's a top 10 quarterback to take. I think he's consistent, you know, besides his fluke injury, when he got hurt against actually was the giants back in the 2020 season, you know, he's been healthy pretty much his entire NFL career. So Dak's a guy I could just count on from week to week. So if I am drafting for the season, yeah, like I would take a, a Dak Prescott over a Jalen Hurts, maybe not over Lamar Jackson. I might stick with Lamar over Dak, but I would actually take Dak over Kyler Murray at this point mm-hmm. in, in at this in this coming season because I know I get my consistency with Dak. Now again, yeah. in my other league where I draft, you know, we do the daily fantasy week to week yeah that then that's different if i know kyler murphy's healthy on a week by week basis i would take kyler over dak but in the long in the longevity of the season i'm totally on dak 100 mm-hmm. yep. so let's talk about more quarterbacks that have switched teams now we well now let's not talk well we got i think we kind of covered all of them so let's go with wide receivers how we were talking about last week we know Devonte adams is with the raiders now we talked about his prospects last week. What do you think about Derek Carr now that he has Adams? Does he put up Aaron Rodgers like you know numbers? Uh, I, I like Derek Carr. I've always liked Derek Carr. I would put him just from a, a, a skill standpoint. I would put him behind Dak Prescott. I think he's good. I think he he you know he throws the ball in traffic a little too much. I don't know. He's got a good arm, but I don't know if he has a crazy arm. I know I said that doesn't matter too much, um, but the way he plays, it seems to matter a little bit more. Um, I, you know, Derek Carr is going to be solid, right? He's going to put up some, some solid points. I mean, he just, he can't not with uh, Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro and with the, the crazy tight end. Um, Aaron Waller. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's unbelievable. Um you know, Derek Carr on this list, he's listed behind Trey Lance, which is, you know, about as stupid as you can be. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, no, I would probably, you know, if it, you know, I would take Derek Carr over Jalen Hurts. I probably wouldn't take him over Tom Brady. I wouldn't take him over Dak Prescott, although I would say they're about even. Um, you know, them, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson is probably in that boat too, um, but a solid step behind the, the top tier fantasy quarterbacks. So... This is where I think we'll disagree. I just am not high on Derek Carr. Again, kind of like Dak Prescott in the sense that I think Derek Carr is a good leader of his team. I don't see him ever taking his team to the Super Bowl. But even with Renfro, even with Adams, even with Waller, I just, I, I don't, I can't trust him on a week-to-week basis. Because you even saw during the regular season last year, there were games where it just seemed like Derek Carr disappeared. I don't think from a consistency standpoint, He's there. I think there are games where he's going to struggle. Like he's going to throw one touchdown, maybe two interceptions. And there's games where they're just going to rely on Josh Jacobs to go and run the heck out of the ball. So for a longevity standpoint, I know I I can't, I can't see myself picking car even in the top 15. Now, if I'm in a league where there's a, it's a two quarterback league, which by the way, just disclosure, I never play a two quarterback league. I don't like it. maybe I can make a case for like, I think Derek Carr would be your good second quarterback. And I think he's a good backup to have on the bench, but from a week to week basis, I, and I might be wrong, you know, we'll see once the season starts, but just looking at the season ahead, 
I can't, I can't see myself ever starting Derek Carr on a week by week basis. Yeah. You know, he, but he does have like crazy upside potential this year. Oh per, yeah, he, absolutely. He could be MVP this year. Right. I'm going to look at his stats. Uh, Cause I remember, I think last year he was on a really good pace. Um, maybe, you know, he finished not so great. He finished 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns and 14 picks, which is, I mean, that's not, not very good. Yeah, not a great um, great but you know, 27 and nine the year before that, I mean, he's been in the league a while, geez, uh, 28 and six in 2016, 32 and 13 the year before that. I mean, he, he this is a year that, you know, if he's going to go big, it's going to be this year. Um, the Raiders, the, you know, it's an exciting time for the franchise. I think there's some sort of uh, momentum edge and psychological edge for him to, to play really well. Uh, I, I don't hate Derek Carr. I, you know, he is really a guy who I would stay away from in years past, though. Um, but with the addition of Devontae Adams, I mean, he's got so much at his disposal this year. Well, here's to my thing about Derek Carr. You look at the AFC West. Out of the four teams in the AFC West and the four quarterbacks in the AFC West, he's the worst of the four. Like, there's no way he's better than Patrick Mahomes. No way he's better than Justin Herbert. And I would still take Russell Wilson over Derek Carr. So yeah. I think that's a huge uphill battle for anyone. I mean, as good as the Raiders are, they made the playoffs last year. I don't know if they make the playoffs this year. They got it just to get a wild card. They got to at least be, they got to be ahead of the Broncos, which I don't think they will. They got to be ahead of the chargers, which I don't think they will. And the chiefs, which again, I don't think they will. So yeah. for me, Derek Carr just isn't there, but let's take a look at the I other quarterbacks in his division because we did talk about Russell Wilson and everything. And Patrick Mahomes is a really interesting guy. Now, one of my strategies with fantasy football is I never draft players back in back-to-back years. That's why I'm kind of not in like the dynasty leagues. I just feel like I got my best production out of them the year prior. And there's mm-hmm. very few cases where I will draft a quarterback again. So after Mahomes did have his ridiculous season, in the second year he was in the league, I didn't take him the following year. Now he still put up numbers. I won't discard that. But last year there were some games where we did see him struggle. I think at the beginning of the year, the chiefs, like they were what three to three and four to start the season. People were talking about if they were going to have a step back. Now they don't have Tyreek Hill. So Jacob, what's your prognosis on, on Patrick Mahomes season this year? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. And, and it's a, it's a difficult one because, you know, in recent years, like, you know, it, it, you know, it was Tom Brady and uh, Randy Moss, right. That was the electric duo when I was growing up and then it was Tyreek Hill. And, you know, there were others in between, right. Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford, obviously I watched that one, but you know, these two guys were like on, on another level, right. You know, it's unbelievable what they were able to do together. Um, and you were right, you know, halfway through the season, I think Mahomes had like 10 interceptions in seven games and then didn't throw one for the next like five and everyone shut up. Um, but, you know, it's, you know he's still going to be good. He, he, he's not going to have those easy 80 yard touchdowns. Yeah. But, he, you know, he, he, they, they did add some solid targets, right? They added Juju Smith-Schuster. They still have Travis Kelsey. You know, I would say it's a big year for Travis Kelsey. You know, it, it could be at 110 reception year for Travis Kelsey. I don't know if he's gotten above that. I would, I would doubt it. That's a lot of receptions for a tight end. Um, but he's going to score his touchdowns. He may now be the deep threat on that team, right? He can run the ball. And, I mean, he's unbelievable. He, he may be better than Tyree Hill, right? We don't really know. But Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football, and that's not really up for debate. No, it's not. The only thing about Tyreek is he's just so fast. Like, yeah. You know, he, he could take on the secondary and just blow right past them. And Mahomes is really going to be missing that. Now, I like Juju a lot. I think he's a really I, – I liked him on the Steelers. He had a few down seasons back-to-back. But I think he's one of those wide receivers that can be a sleeper just because of who the quarterback situation is. Like, if Juju as a free agent went to, you know, since we were just talking about them, the Washington Commanders, like, I'm – like I'm not even thinking twice about Juju's sir. But now that he's with Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's a guy I'm, you know, probably going to draft higher than normally people would with Mahomes though. I mean, it's hard to pass up on anyone. Like I think how fantasy pros has him ranked right now. 
at number three. I think that's fair for him. Like, obviously, I'm going to take Allen and Herbert over him. But I don't know. I, I'm, see, I'm high on Joe Burrow. So I think I'm still taking Joe Burrow over Mahomes. I don't know. What do you think? I'm not, I'm not taking Joe Burrow over Mahomes. No? I think Joe Burrow is a good player. I do think he's a, a you know, he's a, he's going to win a Super Bowl. That's for sure. I just don't, you know, I mean, but he did, he played so well at the end of the season last year. Right. Maybe the, even at the end of the regular season, he was making plays that were, you know, extending the pocket, you know, having two defenders on the, on the edge of the field close to him, dodging one of them and making a crazy throw into the end zone. I mean, he has the, the next level ability to make plays. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's just su- has such a presence. He's such a pocket passer. That's just going to get you yards automatically. You know, he, he's pretty consistent, I would say, as far as fantasy quarterbacks go, right? You know, he's more consistent than I expect Justin Herbert to be. I yeah, think I Justin Herbert is ranked a little bit high here um, because, you know, while he does put up those crazy fantasy numbers, right, that's, you know, he hasn't been the best of the best quarterbacks. He's been the best of the best fantasy quarterbacks, but, you know, so was Matthew Stafford in his second year. And then he basically realized he needed to play a little bit smarter if he wanted to win games, and, you know, his fantasy stats declined. You know, obviously the Lions didn't do much better. Um, but I could actually see a regression from um, from Justin Herbert in the statistics column. But you know, less turnovers, less yards, um, but more wins for the Chargers. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, Justin Herbert, you know, it's, he's a guy you just can't pass on. But you're right. He's going to maybe throw you four touchdowns in a game, but he'll have three interceptions to go with it. Mm-hmm. it, it that's just the type of player he is. Now, now that I'm looking at this list, though, another player that I'm curious to get your thoughts about, which I'm not high on, but I know a lot of people are. And I think I think Fantasy Pros is right. But at number 17, they have Tua. What do you think about Tua this year? Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching Tua. Same here. Um, I, I, I think he's better than Justin Fields. I think I wouldn't take him above Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't I would take him above, above Trey Lance. I mean, that's silly. I don't even think Trey Lance is going to start. Um, you know, he does have a crazy offense this year, right? Yep. He has about as good an offense around him as you can have. He has two stud, stud, stud wide receivers. I mean, Jalen Waddle's good. Jalen Waddle's, I, I don't know how many receptions he had, but he had a lot. He may have had above 100. Um, I, yeah, he was just, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. He just had eight catches every single game. Um, and a lot of them were diving and catching them in his, in his belly because, you know, they were wobbly throws. You know, I, it's just like him and Tyreek. Tyreek Hill, it doesn't make any sense, right? We're, you know, if they want to use Tyreek Hill as a running back, it'll make more sense and, you know, keep the, the balls they throw him short. But, I mean, you know, Tua just can't throw the ball that far. Like, yeah. it, it's just a fact. Um, so, I'm not so high on him. I would not be incredibly surprised if I was wrong. He was drafted where he was drafted for a reason. You know, I don't like lefty quarterbacks at all. Um, so, he's one guy I'm staying away from you know, really. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent not drafting Tua, and I like Tua as a person, you know, I thought he was great in, in that 2018 BCS game for Alabama coming off the bench. But again, I don't like injured quarterbacks and he's an injured quarterback. And from what I've seen from him is two years in the league. I have not been the least bit impressed. I just, I have not, like, I don't think that the guy can lead a team to even a winning season. I hate to say it, but I think that we're going to see a beautiful disaster in Miami. Yeah. I think Tyreek doesn't know what he signed up for and he's going to be running all these deep routes and two is just not going to connect with them. And I think that there's going to be some blood boiling. Tyreek could could create a problem really quick in, uh, in Miami. Well, you go from Tyreek who basically has won his entire career. Like, you know, the chiefs in his entire career were, a sure lock to almost get to the AFC championship every season. Now you go to a team that was nine and eight last year and missed the playoffs. I actually think they take a step back this year. I think they're a below 500 team like that. You know, you're going to get under Tyreek's nerves very quickly if that chemistry is not there. And I don't think Tua responds well to criticism. So (laughs) I'm not signing up for that. And that's why let's go back to Tyreek Hill for a second. I mean, in your opinion, Jacob, you know, should guys that draft Tyreek Hill be very wary that this guy, you know, is a loose cannon and can blow up at Tua any second? Yeah, I mean, he is he is a loose cannon. 
Um, and the, the heat in Miami is not going to help. I know that's somewhat cliche to say, yep. but I think it probably has some effect. Um, I mean, that's just like, that's been proven in studies for decades yeah, years now. Um, I, I'm not really touching any one of the Dolphins. If I'm taking anyone, it's probably going to be Jalen Waddle. Um, just because I, you know, his ADP is going to be much lower. I don't know exactly what it is. I can check real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle, but you know, still, like, there's there's just a lot that could go wrong there, and it's it's really if it goes bad, it's going to go really really bad because they have invested a ton. And they have a they actually have a great defense. Yeah, so Jalen Waddle is ranked the 19th top wide receiver. Um, I'll take him over Deontay Johnson. I'm not taking anybody on Pittsburgh, uh, especially with – I mean, their quarterback right now is uh, yeah. Mitch Trubinsky, right? Yeah. So I'm not touching him. I'm not touching anyone he throws to. Um, neither is uh, – you know, I, I think a lot of people understand that and why I would say that. But I, w- I would touch Jalen Waddle. Um, I would take him over Cortland Sutton. Amari Cooper is an if. Yeah, because, you know, who knows what's going on with this Sean Watson. I would take Brandon Cooks over Jalen Waddell. I would take Jalen Waddell over Marquise Brown uh, and really everyone behind him. I would probably take Allen Robinson over Jalen Waddell, though, um, just because they're, you know, they're, they're the one and two in their system, respectively, right, or they're both the number two. But, you know, one guy has Matthew Stafford thrown in the ball. The other guy has Tua. Um, so I'm taking the guy who has Stafford. Hundred percent. We talked about last week that we're both high in Allen Robinson, and I'm yeah, hundred percent taking him over Waddle. But you did bring up an interesting name because I hate to say it, I have a lot of friends in LA that are Bears fans. Like the Bears have a big fan base here, so you know I heard enough about Mitch Trubisky over the years, and now that he's with Pittsburgh, a lot of guys that I've talked to have him pegged as a sleeper this year. You know, he didn't put up terrible numbers in Chicago, but he's definitely worn out his welcome. They knew they weren't, they got the most they were going to get out of him. I just, yeah, Mitch Trubisky is a guy I'm not going anywhere near. I do see the upside, but he's a guy that even if I'm in a, a two quarterback league, I don't know. Maybe if I'm in a two quarterback league, I can understand taking the risk on him, but in a one quarterback leave or even on a daily fantasy, he's just not even in my top 20, 25, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, he gets hurt a lot too. I'm looking at his stats. They're not horrible, right? He basically throws for 20 or so touchdowns and 10 or so interceptions. Um, he, he will get better on the Steelers just because that's a, I mean, they have really good coaches on the Steelers, right? Mike Tomlin is a great coach. They always seem to get the most out of their players. Um, so I, I'm, you know, that I wouldn't be totally surprised if he has a good season, but I, you know, just the way he throws the ball, it's too mechanical for me. He's going to throw too many interceptions. He's going to throw laser pointers that just get picked. I don't love his play style. I don't love, I don't love really anything about him. So I'm certainly staying away from him. No. And another quarterback, I just, I haven't even liked him since his college Davis and that's Trevor Lawrence. I think the Jack the Jacksonville Jaguars, they reached too high drafting him as number one last year. I mean, it wasn't a great quarterback class. Like I wasn't high on Zach Wilson. I wasn't high on Justin Fields. I did actually think Mac Jones was, if you were going to pick the best of the best, I said he was probably the best game manager out of the bunch. The rest are are taking risks, but Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, same thing with Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. We'll throw all three quarterbacks from that class in there. I'm just not high on any of those guys, even a draft in draft in my top 20. What about you? Yeah. The only one I would touch is Zach Wilson. I mean, he showed some ability last year to basically be a Russell Wilson clone. Um, you know, he actually has an absolute cannon, which is surprising because he's a little bit undersized. Um, he can run the ball. Okay. He's not really a runner, um, but he can use his legs just like Russell Wilson to get you know, to, to, to slide out to the side and, and make the big throws he wants. Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he looked horrible last year. Horrible. Um, he, he didn't even really look that good his set, his final year of college, right? He was – or maybe he did. Maybe I'm thinking of Jameis Winston. Clemson had such an easy schedule, but then you saw in that championship game, like Joe Burrow made Trevor Lawrence on the other side just look like a high school football player at some points. Like Joe Burrow in that in that LSU game against Clemson, just he lit 
he just like lit it up. And on the other side, Trevor Lawrence just did not look like he belonged in that game. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. I watched that game. I, I don't watch college football, but I always watch the BCS game because those games have been so unbelievably good. I mean, the Deshaun Watson, I think it was Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, right? Yep. That was, that was like the best football game I've ever watched, right? Hunter Renfro coming in and, uh, you know, scoring that game winning touchdown for Clemson. I mean, I, I was, a, I'm a Trevor, or I'm a, uh, Hunter Renfro fan for life after that. Um, last year's game, I don't think last year's game was that great, or maybe it was two years ago. Um, but, you know, the, the Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston game, I mean, those are so exciting because you know the top quarterbacks in those games. You're going to see him play for five or ten more years at least in the NFL. Um, so I, I love those games. But I agree, Trevor Lawrence, he, he didn't look like the real deal last year. No, he, he didn't. He really took, you know, a step back. And, yeah, I just – I was not not a fan. And same with Justin Fields. I know, like I said, I have a lot of Bears fans that are are big – they're very high in Justin Fields. But, I mean, the guy, like, I don't know, he was getting sacked at least six times a game. Yeah. It, I, don't, it, I don't love Justin Fields. He does have, like, a, a little bit of crazy athleticism in him. Like, when he runs the ball – first of all, he's big. He's kind of a tank. Right. He's kind of like Josh Allen. In fact, he's not as big as Josh Allen, but when he runs the ball, like he's got a lot of momentum behind him and he makes some really quick moves to get into the end zone. I remember I was watching a game and he basically made a quick move on the goal line to get in the end zone. And that was special ability. Does he have the throwing to go with it? I'm not sold on that yet. No, I don't think he does. And I, I really, I just think he's on the wrong team. First of all, first and foremost, I mean, who, who do they have in Chicago now since Allen Robinson left that he, he can even trust and throw to like, I can't even name some of their top receivers. Yeah. So, I would, I would say David Montgomery's in for a good year. Um, they don't have anyone else to give the ball to. They're gonna, you know, unfortunately they're probably gonna be down in games quite a bit. I don't know how their defense is. Um, but you know, the, and that actually reminded me. I, I realized that Khalil Mack and one other stud player were traded to the Chargers this offseason. That bodes pretty well for Justin Herbert. Yeah, um, their their defense is definitely going to be improved. But another thing, and you know what? Let's go back to this because we covered basically all the quarterbacks that you know relevant yeah. to fantasy that we want to talk to. But you, well, we have we have two more. We have two more. We have oh, the, yeah. the NFC North guys. We got uh, Kirk Cousins and. Ah. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's funny that I almost passed on him because Kirk Cousins does constantly get overlooked in fantasy. And I remember, I think it was week 17 last year. Yeah, it was the second to last game of the season. And Kirk Cousins had to miss the game because of COVID-19. And my friend was in the championship of the fantasy league. And he had Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. And I've never seen him so disgusted in his life like oh no i think he had a he had to pick up someone i can't think of who it was but you know at that point there's no one to pick up and he was just like the season that kirk cousins had for me and he has to be out for the championship game you know it was just like like obviously he lost that week but his heart was so ripped out and kirk cousins has a very good fantasy upside I mean, he has Justin Jefferson. He has Adam Thielen. So the only thing going against Kirk Cousins is if he can stay consistent. But looking at fantasy pros, they list Kirk Cousins as number 15 overall. I mean, I'm taking Cousins over Derek Carr. I'm taking Cousins over Trey Lance. So I think, you know, I think people overlook Kirk Cousins a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think part of it is, you know, he plays in Minnesota. He never wins. Uh, how much of that is his fault? I don't really know, but he does put up some numbers. I mean, when I was a uh, uh, you know rooting for the Lions because of Stafford, I was scared to play Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is good. Uh, Kirk Cousins is really really good. He's smart. You know, he's he, he doesn't turn the ball over like crazy. I think he's a good leader for his team. I mean, I actually I'm a big fan of Kirk Cousins just in general, right? I loved when he was on Washington for that short stint. I don't know where he was before that, um, but I've always been a Kirk Cousins. Fortunate, uh, Minnesota has never never done what they should do, right? They didn't make the playoffs last year. They they ha- I don't think they've made them in a while. Uh, even when they had that crazy good defense, right? Yeah. Didn't, didn't they lose that game in a ridiculous fashion to the Saints? Or oh no no they won the game in ridiculous. They fashion. won that game. It was yeah. uh, Kyle Rudolph got the touchdown in overtime. But that was yeah that was the last. There's 2019. That was the last time they were in the playoffs. 
Yeah, and their defense has really declined since then. I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, he's really good. Like, he, he is really, really good. He's got the weapons. And, you know, a good thing is that he's got a running back that can do both. That, right? And, and a backup running back, yeah. Who's the running back again? You have Dalvin Cook and Alexander Mattinson's probably your best backup running back in the league. Yeah, that's interesting. So Alexander Madison is someone I'm going to draft. Um, but Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, he is just good, good, good. And, you know, he'll catch like five or six, maybe even eight passes a game. And he can run the ball after he catches it. Um, so, you know, still Kirk Cousins is going to be a good fantasy quarterback. He's a, he's a safe guy to pick, in my opinion. Right. You're going to get 20 or so points per game uh, in standard scoring. You know, maybe he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really go for games where he throws for five touchdowns, but he's, you know, to me, he's consistent enough and, and, you know, has a low enough floor uh, and a high enough ceiling to, to really be valuable. Yeah. You bring up a good word and that's a good word. And you said it safe. And that's usually my strategy when I draft quarterbacks, you know, in the mid rounds is I go for the safe pick. And that's why I said, I don't like guys that run. I don't like the run first quarterbacks because I want my quarterback to give me consistent points every week. You know, they don't have to put up, you know, at his best Lamar Jackson, like numbers when, you know, in PPR, he's getting 30 points or whatever, but, you know, give me a solid 20 to 23 points per game on a consistent basis where I know I'm getting that. And I'm totally fine with, I'd rather my wide receivers and my running backs be elite and just my quarterback be safe. What's your approach? Yeah, I, I do the same thing, right? My drafting strategy is to draft a safe team. And then after I have a safe team to look for sleepers, right? And once you have a safe team, and I don't really mean a defense because my league devalues yeah. defenses. I don't mean a kicker. I stream defenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never that, playing the worst my... team in the league. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I'll always try to take safe picks when I can get them. You know, it, upside to me, it's just it's it's all fluff uh, until it turns into reality. Yep. And I'll take the guy who's who I know is going to put up something like my favorite guy ever is Keenan Allen. Right. right. He catches so many passes. Last year, he was crazy under underdrafted. Uh, and I've, I think I've taken him in my league like three straight years. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I had him the year he busted his kidney during the championship. Mm-hmm. I think I still ended up winning that year. But he was like the lifeblood of my team. He was a consistent guy. You know, even with Philip Rivers, and now that he is Justin Herbert, it's crazy, right? I take him over Mike Williams every day of the week, like every day of the week times a million. Now, you know, Mike Williams had that game where he caught, you know, 168 yards last year, and everyone was like, oh, he's the new number one. And I was like, oh, yeah, just wait until he catches two passes for three straight weeks. And I think that exactly happened. Uh, but Keenan Allen will, you know, a minimum is five. You know, maybe he'll go five for 45. But in my league, that's unbelievable because I play in a crazy scoring format. Um, But just in general, right. Guys like that, you know, guys like that who just catch a lot of passes. I mean, for me, it's probably influenced by my, my PPR scoring format, but just the opportunity, uh, you know, is that, that that's there is huge. You know, a guy like Cordero Patterson, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, yeah, he he had a crazy stretch last year, um, but he could go so low. Like he could basically have four rushes for negative four yards and two catches for eight. And that's his game. But if they can't get his scheme going, they're going to play normal football. And he's not so involved when they play normal football. I mean, you know, also the fact that uh, I'm pretty sure the Falcons quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Um, right. Yep. And, you know, that actually bodes okay for him being a, a double threat. Right. I, I like Mariota. I want to see Mariota succeed here. I, I never thought Mariota really got the chance he deserved. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So I, I'm rooting for him this year. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, same. I'm like you with you at safe. I mean, that's why a lot of times last year and even the year before, like Mike Evans is always like my safe wide receiver. Like I know he's going to get the passes. He's good for a touchdown a game. You know, I'm, I'm not into the guys, like you said, that are going to go out and have a 150 yard game, catch 10 passes. And then next week have two catches for 25 yards. I just I don't draft like that. I want my secure running backs. I want my secure receivers. Just like you said, then yeah. I take my chances, which is why, you know, let me ask you this. I mean, I would rather, and I know people aren't high on him because he doesn't have Devontae Adams this year, but I'm still drafting Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, as oh, yeah. an assistant guy over yeah. Trey Lance or Tua or any of those guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 
like he's going to find someone to throw the ball to. He's the best quarterback in the league in terms of skill. Uh, yep. You know, he's he just throws the ball differently. Right. I, I said last week, you know, the reason why I didn't know Josh Allen or, or didn't think Josh Allen was going to be a stud is because he threw the ball so awkwardly. Right. He shot puts it a little bit. But Aaron Rodgers throws a football like everyone else in the world throws a baseball. Right. He flicks a, a football in a way that like literally no one else does. No one throws a football the way Aaron Rodgers does. It's, it's literally beautiful uh, how he throws a football. He'll find somebody, you know, w- w- whether he needs to flex a running back into a receiver again, like he did with Ty Montgomery, whether they need to pick up Odell. I mean, looking at the Green Bay roster right now, it's going to change by the end of the season. Right. They know that they're a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, they know that if they get some more playmakers, they'll have the offense that they, they have always had. Um, and they'll probably have it anyways, to some degree. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is a steal. Uh, you know, he's drafted right behind Stafford. I mean, you know, him and Stafford to me aren't too, too different. I would probably, you know, I'm obviously going to take Stafford, but objectively I would say probably still Stafford just because what he has around him. Um, but, you know, I would take Aaron Rodgers over, over Prescott. I would take him over Burrow and take him over any of those running quarterbacks early. Um, he's just Aaron Rodgers. He's he's not going to stop being Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you. I would take him over Dak. I don't think, see, I'm high on Joe Burrow. So I don't think I could draft Aaron Rodgers over Joe Burrow because that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase chemistry, you know, that's the new Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams of the next few years. Like that, that it's just a crazy chemistry they're going to have. And they're probably the best, you know, quarterback receiver duo in the game. But I do want to ask you, because, you know, we talked a lot about all the quarterbacks and everything. And I want to go back to quarterbacks that are on new teams because it was the biggest news last week. But what's your opinion of Baker Mayfield? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, dang. I completely forgot. <laughs> I have a pop up here. That's it. I, I love it. I think it's going to be huge. I, I think Jay Young is going to be great. I love it because Baker Mayfield can throw the ball. He's not going to be bogged down by, you know, hecklers and in, in, in Carolina, like he was in Cleveland, right? This is the best chance Carolina is going to get, right? They got a huge upgrade here. They have a, a pretty good team. I think they have a really good defense, actually. Um, I don't know how he's going to be from a fantasy standpoint, but I love Baker. I, I've always rooted for Baker. He's like a slightly more mature Johnny Manziel. So you don't have, you know, you're not like kind of cringe, cringing the whole time while you're watching him. You just, you realize that he wants to win and he does what it takes to win. Uh, obviously, he didn't see crazy success with the Browns, but you know, he did a little bit, you know, he, he they, yeah. they were pretty good at, at one point. When I, I don't know. I think off. he got hurt last year. Uh, did he, did he, he, he hurt his shoulder pretty bad recently, right? I believe he hurt his shoulder. I want to say in the third game of the season last year, because if you look at his numbers, the first two games of the season, like they were incredible. And yeah. he had a very good year the year before when he led them to the playoffs, they got a playoff win and then he got hurt. And then the chiefs lost. I mean, they lost to the chiefs in the playoffs, but for me, from a fantasy standpoint for Baker, he's a guy in, you know, a regular PPR league, where I draft him as like a backup quarterback to keep on my bench. Like maybe if I don't get the best quarterback I want, maybe I'm stuck with a Derek Carr or a Kirk Cousins, like, you know, one of those quarterbacks in the middle, I take a shot at Baker, you know, I put him on my bench and if he starts the year out on fire, like I think he will, like, I think he's a sleeper to be in that MVP race category. Because I've said it from his days at Oklahoma, this guy, no one plays with more of a chip on his shoulder than Baker Mayfield. And he had a tough year last year, not only with the injury, he had to deal with the Odell Beckham drama. He had to deal with Jarvis Landry always getting injured. So I think he goes to a a team where, you know, if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, he has the best all-around running back with him Mm -hmm. in the backfield. He has some good receivers, you know, with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So Baker's a guy I see a ton, ton, ton of upside with. Yeah, I love it. And I didn't even think about C-Mac. You know, unfortunately, C-Mac has basically a, a huge red flag over him because of his injuries. Yeah, he's tough. So you, I, I, I can't draft him. Um, I'm one of those. And, you know, you're either in one category or another. I don't care if I'm, I have the number one pick in the draft. I don't draft C-Mac. Yeah, I, I would say some of it is a little bit of, a, of an anomaly. The fact that he got two years in a row and the overreaction may cause him to slide. 
Um, we were just talking about draft day before the stream start or for the podcast started. Yeah. Kind of like how uh, Bo, whatever his name, got, you know, he slid and then Kevin Costner made the craziest trade of all time, which is, you know, probably not possible in, in the real world, but made for a thick movie. Um, I don't know. I actually kind of forgot exactly what I was talking about. So <laughs> we were talking Can about C-Mac. Oh, C-Mac, yeah, and fantasy drafts. If he slides to five and I have five, I'm taking him. Yeah, some, some of it is, uh, you know, it's an anomaly a little bit. Right. Did C-Mac ever get hurt in college? I don't think so. Right. Oh. He, he, he has proven to be like a next level of explosive and a next level of, of being a pass catcher as well. Um, and with Baker Mayfield, right, that could be crazy. I don't really see Baker Mayfield as being a great quarterback for throwing to running backs, but I think he could open up the field uh, with his arm with uh, DJ Young. I think I think his name is. I think that could be a powerful uh an offense in uh carolina carolina and you know we didn't get to talk about it last week because when we recorded the episode he had not been traded yet but now that with baker mayfield at quarterback like i'm taking more like i rank dj Moore and robbie anderson up much higher than i had him i mean robbie anderson can you know he's like you know we were just talking about safe picks and he's not one that i've drafted in recent years because He's not a safe pick. Like there's games where he goes out and he'll have eight eight catches for 120 yards. And then the next two games, he'll have like three catches in each game for 45 yards. But now looking with Mayfield, as his quarterback. I mean, Robbie Anderson's and DJ Moore too, are probably two of my higher draft choices. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Anderson had a horrible year last year. I don't love him. I think he's a little, little too skinny to be dominant. Um, I really do. I don't, I don't really love him, but you know, 95 catches for 10, 96 yards. I mean, he's never going to have a lot of touchdowns. No, he's, no. he's never going to be a body that, that can create space, at least in the, in the, in the red zone. Um, but Baker can throw the ball and, you know, with C-Mac, if C-Mac's healthy, I like DJ young more. I, I just see him as a more complete player. Yeah. Um, so he's the guy I'd be targeting on Carolina. For sure. I mean, it's, I think, I do think Baker is just going to have, I, I, in my, I wrote a blog last week, if you saw it, that I have Carolina as one of my wild card teams. And I really think that they're going to surprise because Carolina has one of the best defensives in the NFC, at least. So, you know, I don't think people understand really how bad Sam Darnold is. I mean, you, you look at Carolina last year, go from Sam Darnold, to Cam Newton, to PJ Walker, yeah, they, played they in the XFL the prior year. Like I liked PJ Walker, though. I, I wanted to see him do well. <laughs> I thought that was sick. Yeah, it's just it's a whole different game playing in the XFL compared to the NFL, <laughs> which is the XFL is not even around anymore. But yeah, yeah Carolina is going to be a fun team to watch. I really want to see Baker succeed. I've always been a Ma- Baker Mayfield fan. I do think Cleveland played him pretty dirty. Which, you know, before we end the show, let's talk about Cleveland because I'm no legal expert, but I personally, I just don't see Deshaun Watson playing this season. So if we're entering August and, you know, there's drafts going on and we still don't know if Deshaun Watson's getting drafted, like, where are you drafting this guy? Yeah, well, I'm, you know, thankfully I have my quarterback. Um, but if I didn't, I would, you know, I would take a shot on Deshaun Watson. He has, he has basically the ability to be the MVP of the league. Uh, he has so much skill. It's, it's crazy. I, I think he is such a good quarterback. It is a little ridiculous. Um, so athletic, like so crazy athletic. It's just stupid, right? What he does in the pocket and then can run the ball a little bit and has a, a, a crazy good arm with crazy touch. I would take a chance on him. Uh, I do expect him to not play for some of the contract, but I don't know anything about what's going on. Obviously, there's something there. He's done some things wrong. Um, you know, I just – I haven't looked into to too much of it, to be really honest. Yeah, we said it last week. I don't – after my whole Le'Veon Bell experience, I don't draft guys with question marks. So, I don't care where I could potentially get him. I just – unless it's like, you know, the second to last round, which would never happen – but I'm not taking a chance on Deshaun Watson. I don't think he plays. And this is one of the instances where I'd rather take a safe pick, you know, going back to safe picks, I'd rather take a safe pick like Aaron Rodgers, 
like Dak Prescott and not take the chance at Deshaun Watson. Now, if Deshaun Watson plays, he like you said, he's going to be great. Maybe he's a little rusty because he didn't play last season, but he's going to be great. I think at his you know peak, he's a top five quarterback fantasy wise. But he's a guy I'm just not taking a chance with. Yeah, I feel that. I think there's uh, maybe one or two more quarterbacks. Jared Goff. Let's just do. Let's just like rattle off some quick. Yeah. Uh, some quick responses. So Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's. I mean, even with the Rams, he wasn't really a fantasy go-to. So I'm still not high on Goff. Yeah, I, I I wish I could root for him, him more. Um, I do still have a special place in my heart for Detroit, but uh, I guess everything has been established that it was not Stafford's fault after last year. So I'm hopeful he does well. I love TJ Hawkinson. I like Amonra St. Brown. Jared Goff is. I mean, I actually think him playing in Detroit will be good for his career. I think at the end of the season last year, he did okay. He, he did. wasn't, you know, he said there were some games though, where in the middle of the season, he was almost lethargic. He was throwing for 56 yards in the entire game. You know, it, one thing with him is he, he takes too long to get rid of the ball, right? He had, you know, such an easy time in LA with such a dominant run game. So his play actions fooled the crowd even. Uh, and then, you know, he had a good line too. So I think he got too used to that and they didn't have, they don't have any luxuries in, in Detroit. Um, so I think, you know, in three years we could be saying, okay, Derek Carr is a respectable quarterback, almost like Matt Ryan's level. Um, maybe not quite that. Cause he's not, not going to have an MVP season. Um, but you know, he's someone I'm, I'm just generally rooting for. I think Ryan Danahill. No, definitely not. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm not touching him at all. He's undraftable. Uh, I don't even think he's going to be the starter by the end of the year, to be honest. I, I agree. I think he hasn't, he's going to implode on himself. Um, what is crazy about him is that he was a wide receiver his whole time in college and then just turned into a quarterback in the NFL. That's pretty sick. Yeah, that is true. Mac Jones is another guy. I mean, I, w- I think he regresses this year. I think he just had, you know, an above average year for the Patriots last year, but we saw at the end of the season, he really struggled the last few games. I think the Patriots lost three of their last four games. And then saw the playoff game against Buffalo where they lost like 47 to 17. It was just awful. So that is on my do not draft list too. Um, I think that I, I, I agree to some sense. You know, but he does have like the secret sauce in being connected to Bill Belichick. So I think he's a pretty safe play. But I think I agree, you know, in that playoff game, you needed Mac Jones to be a special player. And I'm not saying he's not a special player. He's just not there yet. Right. And that was personal from Buffalo. Right. Buffalo. I mean, that was that, you You had to be happy for Buffalo when they beat the Pats. Oh, seven, yeah. Seven to six after like, you know, there were like years where the Buffalo Bills didn't win a game against the Pats. Um, so. You know, I don't know. It, it would have been much nicer if it was still Tom Brady. And I think, I think uh, if Tom Brady's on the pass, the, the Bills still win there. Um, just because, I mean, Brady's on a, in a better situation right now in oh yeah uh, Tampa. He's gotten all the tutelage he needs from from Bill Belichick. He's essentially an extension of him now. Um, we didn't really dive into Tom Brady. I mean, I think he's yeah. still basically a lock to be a top five quarterback. I mean, I don't see any reason why that's going to change um, at all. The only reason, the only thing why I'm not as high on Tom Brady as I have been the past years, it's like, besides Mike Evans, who I really just, it's kind of like, who, who's he throwing to? Gronk's retired. There's no Antonio Brown. Chris Godwin's going to miss at least the first month, probably of the season coming back from that torn Achilles. So yeah, Tom Brady, I just, you know, I'm looking at, the the depth chart now the Bucks I, after Godwin who's still like I said he's not going to be back for the beginning of the season you have Scotty Miller you have Tyler Johnson I just I just think Brady is one of the guys where I'm not as high as as I've been on him on recent years yeah I, I just I, I to me it's just Tom Brady it, it never changed. it is it is but it's just I think maybe his touchdown will go down a bit. I think they'll probably rely more on the run game with Fournette. Another yeah. guy though, before we do, and I want to take a shot at is Jameis Winston, because, you know, we talk about the bucks and when he was with the bucks a year before Tom Brady came, I mean, the guy just put up yards and touchdowns. His flaw was he threw too many interceptions, but he did have a kind of a resurgent year before he got hurt with the saints last year. Now with the saints this year, he gets Michael Thomas back. 
He has Jarvis Landry. I think Jameis Winston could be a big sleeper. Yeah, I don't know. I love him. I I, I will watch Jameis Winston YouTube highlights of him licking his fingers every day of the week. <laughs> but I'm not a guy who's going to take him in fantasy. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not asking for, for a five interception day because he's he's like the one guy. Uh, where's where's he ranked? Let me see. Um, he's ranked twentieth, right? Trevor Lawrence could throw five picks. So could Tuba. Tua, but Matt Ryan's not doing it. Anyone above him's not doing it. I don't know. He's just too, too, too risky for me. Um, and the Saints, they're going to get Michael Thomas back. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see Jameis Winston as being a, a good fantasy quarterback. He's a guy I would take, like, if I still needed a quarterback in the later rounds and I had my choice between, like, a Jameis Winston or a Kirk Cousins or Der- well, I'd probably still take Kirk Cousins over him because he's safe. But I would take Winston over Carr. I would take a shot at Winston over Carr. That is that is crazy to me. I would say the only format I'll take uh, Jameis Winston as is in a DFS. Right, if he's playing a team, I think yeah. he can put up a lot of points on. I think I'll take a shot at him. Um, but I don't know. I expect him to open the season with a three pick game and then fall, and then maybe he's a good snipe in DFS. That's the that's the only play I'm making with Jameis Winston. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, and I'm never, I never was a Jameis Winston fan. Like, you know, when he was at, with Florida State, I wasn't a fan of him. I didn't even like him when he was at the Bucks, but he can put up numbers on the fantasy level. So he's a guy, like I said, you know, I'm not reaching for him, but if he's there in the later rounds, you know, I'm going to put him maybe like a, maybe on my bench and just see what he can do. But unfortunately, we are out of time. I know you and I could talk about this all day, every day. But we will be back next week, and I think I think running backs are a good segue next week. You know, we we touched on the C Mac, we touched on some other guys in this episode, so I think we'll we'll talk about running backs next week, and yeah, I like that idea. And then we'll get to tight ends the week after. So, yep. any la- anything else left, Jacob? Before we uh, sign off, um, it's good. I'm getting my fantasy football research in early this year. <laughs> no it, it really is because years that i've you know there was one year where i just was like i'm not gonna do any fantasy research and i'm just gonna draft blind and it didn't work out well for me so yeah. i always do my research though <laughs> i honestly I, I i uh i find sometimes you can do too much research yeah you need there, to find you need like, like that balance like yeah, i don't do. go overboard but i do you know i like to see you know rookies to watch out for I like to see, you know, who, you know, what, what are some projections of guys that change teams, but yeah, I, I think it's like studying for the SATs, you know, just, just get a little, a little research in and then the rest go with your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if I'm making that comparison because I studied a, a ridiculous amount for the those standardized tests. See, um, I but- didn't, I was kind of like, well, we don't know what's on them. So I'm just going to, you know, brush <laughs> up a little bit. I, I scored well, you know, I, I was, I was in the top percentage, so I wasn't getting awesome. perfect scores, but I think I was in at least like the top 20 percentile. I forget. Yeah. that was. Still, I don't even know if the kids take SATs anymore. They do, but they've changed them like four times. They went to a 2,400 and then back to 1,600 and then back to 2,400. It's a little ridiculous. Oh, there you go. I think I was like the second year they did the 2,400. Yeah, that was a long time ago, (laughs) but that is all the time we have for today. So thank you to our listeners and we will be back next week. Take care. Yeah. See you guys.